welcome back to Anime Cons TV. I'm Patrick Delahanty, and I'm here with everyone once again for our end of the year predictions episode. Uh, we've got Doug. Hey, guys. Elizabeth. Hello. And Shiva and Sketch. Hi. Hello. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to. <laughs> we'll start by reviewing our predictions for 2021. And if you've seen our episodes for the last, we've been doing these 12 years predictions? Or is it 13? But anyway, like a dozen times, we're usually wrong. So let's see how wrong we are this year. Uh, Elizabeth, you predicted that there would be more two-day or one-day events as cons don't want to risk uh, three-day events. Yeah. Um... Doesn't look like that really happened. At least that I could tell looked like things kind of stayed with the same amount of time they were before. So I think maybe places just wanted to fall back into old hat and not have to like cut down on stuff or maybe they promised some kind of contract thing that they would keep it the same length. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like that was really a thing. So Yeah, it seemed like the cons were all or nothing. They'll yep. Cancel or no with what everybody normally had. Uh, Doug, you predicted that some cons would go bankrupt because they can't use force majeure and attendance is down. Uh, you said that some bigger cons might be able to weather the storm and you thought that it would happen more to smaller cons that don't have a lot of cash on hand. I mean, I, I did not really hear of any. I mean, the only thing really was Otakon still which is a really a bigger con still watching their budget and we're not sure what was happening, which was frankly a little scary, but I didn't really hear any of like smaller conventions happening. I think they almost lucked out because they're smaller. So there's fewer people. So it was easier to kind of plan event around that. So I feel like I was pretty wrong again. Yeah, I did see a bunch of smaller cons just decide to call it quits. Like, you know what? I think we're done. Uh, but I didn't see any that were directly tied to financial. I mean, it all comes down to the money, but that came out. Yeah, more, more said, okay. hey, we need a lot of money, except for Otakon, which tried a big fundraiser, which is odd because they also weren't very transparent about it, saying exactly what they needed the money for or how much they needed. It's just, hey, give us money. Yeah. I mean, I, I and I, I definitely it's interesting because some conventions, like you said, just kind of said like, you know what, this is this is a good time to end it before we get into trouble. And I, it, it almost feels like the, the thing that was going to happen with a some like uh, con attendees who was just like, you know what, I was looking for a time to say I'm done, I'm done, and they've walked away from going to conventions. So. And uh, uh, Rob, you predicted that uh, you would make an appearance in an episode that's not your review or mailbag. Um, how'd that work? I built a house. Well, I mean, Doug did the whole season, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My back is very sore from carrying this whole show. <laughs> yep. Doug, do not post in the notes what 
this prediction was. Oh, mine was, mine was Dragon Con was going to be the first con to come back this year. Yes, you predicted Dragon the Con. Ma- the first major. The first major con to come back. Yeah, which I believe would we consider Otacon to be the first big one that came back, maybe? I think there was... I know large is kind of an arbitrary definition, but I was thinking kind of one of the more famous, highly attended ones um, when I was kind of thinking about it, like AX didn't happen, right? Um, so I, I feel like maybe Otacon was the first. I would consider yeah, kind of Otacon the first one also because they had to plan in a very short window, like they didn't have, because they weren't sure it was going to happen. And then they only had like a few weeks to really get it together versus having a year long plan. So that's the first real major one, but they're not that far apart either. So they're both pretty close. Also Labor Day weekend, there was also PAX West and Phoenix Boston. Yeah. And the week, and before that, you had Adam Savage's SillyCon, which is pretty big. Uh, so this between Otacon and SillyCon and the whole Labor Day weekend thing, there were quite a few right in there in this two couple of weeks. Yeah. So <laughs> okay, go ahead. But we had the right time frame. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, we were predicting, oh, because it's in Georgia, they really don't care about. They don't it. care. <laughs> You get COVID. You get COVID. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. We had some fan predictions. Uh, Mark predicted that he would be lucky to have, uh, we would be lucky to have cons by late fall 2021. The vaccine won't reach the greater population until summer, and then it's a wait and see whether events can actually happen in large numbers. And that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, not so much late fall as Labor Day, but. Uh, I think uh, it, at least uh, this time last year, I don't think we were expecting to get vaccines quite as soon as we did. So um, I think that was a factor in that yeah. for sure. So it wasn't far off. That was actually a pretty good prediction. Yeah. And uh, XXMapSirXX. <laughs> it's a YouTube username. Forgive me. Lots <laughs> of X's. Uh, they predicted that. Uh, some fans think they'd be able to attend AX next year in July. It's highly unlikely. I predict major cons to return in 2022. Well, it was right. AX didn't come back. But major cons have actually come back before 2022. The rest of them start to see more and more. Uh, so now it's time for some predictions for next year, 2022. How is it? 2022. But are we going to go on a 14th season? Um, so, who wants to go first with the prediction? Mine completely escaped my brain. So, I'm going to wait for it to come back. Because okay. I didn't write it down like an idiot. See, I did that last year. Totally forgot. It was so good, too. And someone's going to probably steal it. So, I'm just going to go hide it in the corner. <laughs> well, we got ours, right? Yeah. All right. I'm. Or do you want to go first? Uh, you go first. You go first. Um, I think the petition will work, and they will actually have a season two of uh, the live-action Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> I mean, I that's a that's a bold one considering coming from the actors. I only go bold. I don't know. Um, I mean, I could do the opposite of that, which 
<laughs> but um yeah I mean that's an, that's an interesting one because I felt like that the way fans reacted to that yeah, was it's, so horrendous it's like everything is polarized it's just like oh did you like it I liked it I thought they caught the spirit of it obviously they couldn't go verbatim and that would just been boring yeah. but um I think they definitely got the spirit of the show and then they expanded on stuff in the background and everyone has their own perfections I guess they like that mm-hmm. but um, all in all, I, I think out of all the live action adaptations of anime, it probably was the most solid. You think it's going to discourage anybody from doing it again? No. No? No, they still made money on it. I am going to predict, which I think I'm totally going to be wrong, but just to because I think it's hilarious that cosplay.com is trying to come back, <laughs> that the whole like exodus from like the influencer culture, like how Instagram and Facebook have like no reach anymore. You can't like no unless you make reels or you're constantly trying to like push yourself on so- social media. Nobody can show off like their cosplay work or anything. I think the old school is gonna come back. <laughs> I want awesome. AC Paradise. Yes, I um, AC Paradise was my favorite. I still update my AC Paradise just because I like it so much, not because <laughs> anybody looks at it. I just need a place to keep track of that stuff because I yeah. forget about it. What kind of thing Which costumes do I have? Yeah. That was the best wait, part wait, wait, of wait. The man who makes websites for fun doesn't have a website for this already. No comment. We should we should bring it back. We should just get all of our friends to be like, all right, post on your ACP because no one gets reach on Instagram anymore. And I loved about ACP is like I would forget what I wore to what convention and I would go on ACP and check. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. ACP.com, let's bring it back. Screw likes and followers. Bring that back. <laughs> All right, I remember what mine was. So uh, mine is uh, I think you're going to see more cons, and this is could be a crapshoot, and it's kind of risky, but I think you, you can see more cons trying to do more outdoor programming because it's outside and that you know it's safer to be outside and I think and saying that in like December in New England <laughs> feels really weird and we've seen some cons in the past do outside stuff because of space restrictions with some good and some bad um, outcomes and of course you're always at the mercy of the weather but um I think you're going to see more conventions maybe using um, just more outdoor space that's that's allotted to them, making sure that things are um, available to people. So, like, I'm thinking, wait, uh, not because I, I haven't been to Anime Next's current location, but their previous one, like, had a lot of nice outdoor space, and, like, I can't even think of how crowded the con would have been inside if there wasn't like this nice outdoor air for people to hang out and of course we'd all be screwed if it rained and it was nice the weekend that I went and um like at Dragon Con there's like space outside for people to hang out and then like at the uh the BCEC in Boston they have that nice lawn D area that's outside um that I know you can rent for events and then they have a lot of events going on during the year. And I think you're going to see more cons try and do stuff that's outdoors with like a fingers crossed. It's not going to be crappy weather. Um, even so they might, you know, 
use tents or things like that. But I think that's where you're going to see um, some things going with them trying to work around the way things are now. Yeah, that's worked out well at Fort Conway. Uh, again, that's June in Maine. Imagine yeah. June in Texas is a little bit different. <laughs> or Florida. Like, I remember going to Port Con a couple times and it rained, which made going out to the tent, like, tricky. Yeah. Now, get three more days of rain. <laughs> and uh, Doug, do you have a prediction? Uh, I think we're going to really have... There's going to be just a couple... Can uh, I've talked about this before, but I think we're going to see. I think there's going to be a surge of like one property that was an anime that in like 2020 that aired and just no did, people didn't get to cosplay it because there was no conventions. And there's going to be a huge push to try and get that, and everyone's going to just be wondering what the heck is this because they missed it, and we've already moved on to the next thing. Like maybe, I, I mean, Demon Slayer cosplay kind of happened but not really maybe it'll be demon slayer just everyone pushes it even though there's no anime for it no oh, all my hair i can do cosplay that's i mean it. that's still gone going so <laughs> and uh, my prediction is that a uh, certain midwest convention organizer will finally face the music uh, i don't want to say who, but i see probably soon <laughs> uh, it's been a long time coming and don't take people's registration information for minors and post it on a dating site. You know, why would you do that? Uh, so I guess in another year, we'll see how we did with these crazy predictions. Yeah. We did have one fan prediction. Oh, we did. We from our um, from our uh, Twitter account, Masa D. Gucci, or Masa D. Luffy is the actual username said they predict that anime and manga USA will collapse under the weight of its own hubris. And this is uh, an organization that's uh, is having several conventions. Like they already have just on their Twitter account, one in Atlanta, one in Miami beach and one in Ontario, California, like all with uh, like, so they're trying to do multiple ones. So that's their prediction is that, trying to have multiple conventions one by one organizer all within several weeks of each other. So that's their prediction. And not Old strategy, Cotton. Let's see if that pays off. <laughs> you know, for a new group, I assume they're new. So mm -hmm. I, I don't remember them. But uh, assuming they're new, to try to do a new event in one place is hard enough. But to try to do New events across the country, California, that's it's insane. Yeah. You know what I say about starting new conventions. <laughs> don't. <laughs> that's right, don't. Uh, all right. And so uh, I guess that wraps it up for our end of the year predictions. And uh, just remember, don't start a new convention, especially during a pandemic. Really bad time to start a new convention. That's what's going to happen. Maybe, maybe that should have been my prediction: is that one someone will try and start a new convention, and then oh, right yes. now, while well, things are uncertain, just They're doing that. I, I see new conventions coming to the site all the time. I'm like, what are you <laughs> doing? Just hold off a couple of years. All right, you want to risk your money? Fine. But, yeah. All right, and 
So if you have predictions, you can write to us at podcast at mdcons.tv. You can leave us a voicemail. Please leave us a voicemail because if nobody leaves us voicemails, Google might disconnect the phone number. So leave us a voicemail at 762-ADEQUATE at 762-233-7828 and follow us on Twitter at mdcons.tv. Don't bother with Facebook, Instagram because those social media nobody sees them anymore. See you next year. See you next year, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.